Welcome to the Boss Doll Podcast, a podcast for all dolls doing business. I'm your host, Caroline Kalinsos. So you may be asking yourself, what is a boss doll? I want to start today's episode by defining what this means to me. A boss doll is a doll doing business, a female entrepreneur who is the curator of her dream life, someone who always focuses on designing and living a life that they love. In truth, I've been inspired since I was a little girl by Barbie. When I was young, I would walk the aisles of the toy store in awe of the Barbie aisle, of course. She immediately became my favorite because Truthfully, she could do it all. Barbie was a teacher, an astronaut, a doctor, a mom, and yes, even a CEO. Barbie represents women everywhere doing exactly what they want to do. But being a woman in business comes with its fair share of criticism. My advice, do not let the negativity stop you from embracing who you truly are. When I first started Posh PR, did you dolls know that there wasn't even the color pink in my logo? I wasn't embracing who I who I truly was. And as a result, I wasn't attracting my ideal client. It wasn't until I embraced my inner Barbie boss that I began to find success. I'm so excited to connect more on this topic with a dear friend and like-minded boss doll. Dolls, please meet Parker Parker. She is a fashion designer, mold breaker, and all-around powerhouse. I'm so excited to welcome this doll to the podcast today. Hi, Parker Parker. Hi, I am so excited. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. I feel like we, I mean, we truly have not spoken, um, you know, obviously on a podcast or over the phone in like a year, except with social media. It feels like I talk I to know. you every day. I know. Well, you know, we, I feel like we're always posting about the same thing. So I feel like I just resonate with you so much on the daily basis. So <laughs> I know. No, same. I mean, truly, I'm like, oh my goodness, what is my best friend posting yeah. today? Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, but before we get started, um, I have a few icebreaker questions um, before I ask you all my real questions. Um, so if you're ready, I'm ready. I'm totally ready. Okay, let's do it. So first, what is your signature drink? Um, signature drink. <laughs> I actually really don't drink. Um, oh my gosh! I may drink maybe one glass of wine every month or two, but my signature drink would be coffee. I cannot live without it. (laughs) That's amazing. I probably have two cups of coffee before my girls get into the office at eight. (laughs) So yes, I can relate to that. Do you drink it black? I don't. I do one tablespoon of sugar and that's it. I love it. Specific and I love it. Okay. So my second question, confetti or glitter? Confetti. I love glitter, but it gets into everything. So I love confetti. <laughs> That's perfect. No, same. Um, okay. My, my third question, um, you, what is your favorite Barbie? Oh my gosh. Well, growing up, I played with uh, the Stacy doll mainly. So okay. So I would have to probably go with Stacy. I mean, she's just I everything to me. <laughs> 
I love that. I knew you would have an answer to that question. <laughs> okay, so let's get this party started. I would love just for you to share a little bit more just about you. I mean, your background, uh, where you're from, and really what what made you decide to head towards a career in fashion? So every time I tell someone new about my upbringing, they tend to be a little bit surprised, um, especially if they've seen pictures of me or heard me talk or whatnot. Um, I guess I don't really fit the mold of what you would expect where I come from. Um, but my upbringing, it was very challenging and I had a very hard childhood. Um, I came from nothing. Uh, I didn't have a stable home. I moved from house to house to different family. Um, it was just like family after family and practically like a new school every semester, every year. Um, wow. So with that, um, I didn't really have any role models or examples of really like any, you know, powerful woman. Like no one ever showed me that. Um, like I never even was asked growing up like what I wanted to be when I grew up or like what career I wanted to do. So um, I just I just always knew deep down inside, though, that I was different and that I just I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to be someone important and someone respected. So when I had my daughter, um, I knew that I always wanted to make her feel loved and important and special and, of course, never have her go through any of the struggles I had growing up. With that, uh, you know, growing up, I did get made fun of a lot for my clothing, actually, um, and the way I, you know, dressed and everything, because all my clothes were hand-me-downs, either from, um, you know, thrift stores or whatnot. So I knew that I never wanted my daughter to, you know, have to go through that. So um, for Mother's Day, when I think she was only one or two, she was still really young. Um, I got a sewing machine. And for like the next few years, I ended up teaching myself how to sew. Um, so I could make her really cute, like boutique, frilly girly outfits. Uh, so she could be all cute and, you know, just adorable. And I love uh, that. that's how I learned how to sew. Um, then one day I had a friend ask me, um, uh, if I could make her daughter a Gatsby-inspired gown because she was going to be a flower girl in a wedding. And naturally, I said yes. And it actually became kind of a hit, the gown that I made. Um, and I had more and more people asking me to make them, uh, you know, Gatsby-inspired gowns for their daughters uh, for weddings. And that ended up turning into a like a children's Gatsby-inspired gown line that I ended up having for about five years. Uh, so unintentional and really amazing. Um, yeah. From that, after about five years, I got pretty burnt out. Um, there's, you know, just making the same thing over and over and dealing with bridezillas and momzillas. It just wasn't ideal after a while. Um, so I got burnt out of that and I decided that I was going to close shop on that. And, but I still, of course, loved garment making. And I just really found a passion in an art in creating clothing. And so I decided to um, just launch a women's line. And about 
I think it was about six months after I stopped my children's line, I had my first women's runway show. And here I am. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I, I am, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak um, on behalf of all of the other dolls listening to you. Your story gives me goosebumps every <laughs> single time I hear it. And, and when you, you know, something that you've said just now that really, I mean, it just, it brought tears to my eyes. Aww. You said, you know, I, I want to be, imp- I want, I knew I wanted to be important and respected. Yeah. And I, I think that's so important for, for anyone to hear, but especially, you know, uh, to, as a little girl, you knew that those were the things you wanted to be. And girl, let me just tell you, you are both of those and more. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I love hearing your story. I just, oh, I, I love it. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, you know, our, our brands are very aligned and, you know, we are very Barbie centered and focused yes. and, um, and, and, you know, I, I shared the, the definition of boss doll and what that means to me, but what, what do you think that that might mean to you? I think that with my unique story and upbringing, I've always been um, able to connect with uh, and inspire many different types of women and just people in general. So the biggest thing for me is when I have women come up to me or even message me and just thank me for being like an inspiration or just being vulnerable and honest and truthful about who I am and how I got here and not sugarcoating things. Um, And especially for, you know, other women who were, you know, raised on the other side of the tracks, if you want to call it. And for them to say, you know, you're an inspiration or, you know, thank you for just being you. To me, that just, um, it just really sets the tone of what being a boss doll is all about. And, you know, it's being a role model for myself and for others. Um, And just saying no to the cycle that so many women from where I come from get stuck in and rising above that and just, you know, having that positive, I'm going to accomplish everything I want to accomplish and hopefully inspiring other people along the way. So I love that so much. And I, I know that, you know, one of your, um, you know, most recent collections, it's called Empowered Barbie, correct? Yes, yes it is. And, and I love that so much. And I love how you say um, what you, I believe that you say that, you know, you believe in sprinkling magic in the lives of everyone that you meet. That's the whole purpose of this collection. I mean, that that is just that's just such a mood. That's such a vibe. Yeah. And there's especially right now um, in the world, like we need more people like that that take a stand um, for, you know, authenticity and, and for just, you know, being your best self and confidence. And so, you know, when, when I think about Barbie, um, I know all of the reasons why I, I admire her. Um, why do you think for you, you know, what, why is Barbie someone that you admire? Oh, this is such a, I guess, kind of full circle answer. <laughs> Um, going back to, you know, my childhood to even, um, being in the fashion career, people can just be really harsh and cruel. And so for so long, when I first came into the fashion world, I felt like I had to have this tough exterior because of my childhood and because of, you know, just the fashion world in general. Uh, and because of that tough exterior I thought I had to have. I thought that if I wasn't that tough woman, then no one would take me serious. And I had to 
fit in with the trend of being a more dominant masculine personality type of a woman, Mm -hmm. which was all the trend not too long ago. And so many people made it seem like if you didn't follow that trend of being this dominant, dominant masculine woman who just was kind of harsh and mean to other people, then you were nothing and you wouldn't make it. So my first few collections that I created were really a dark moody vibe with all blacks and leathers and and whatnot. And they were beautiful in their own way, but I wasn't truly being myself. Um, I didn't feel like I could be myself and be taken serious and succeed. And then through some life changes, um, I had some moments that made me just really take a step back and say like, no, this isn't who I want to be. I, I want to live in my truth. And I wanted to change how I felt on the inside. And I started working on healing my inside and finding a lot of self-love. And whenever I started doing that, um, I started to like redesign what success and happiness meant to me. And through that, of course, I started falling in love with colors. Uh, <laughs> and it was no it. longer all black for me. And it just opened up this world of new possibilities of the woman that I could be, like really just truly being the woman I want to be and redefining what success meant to me and what that looked like. And obviously, it's no secret that even though I love all colors and the rainbows of everything, I gravitate towards pink. Um, (laughs) And pink just happens to also be the color of self-love. And Uh, once I really started living in that truth of being more girly and chic and, you know, being able to wear more interesting pieces and still being successful, it was just natural for me to gravitate more towards Barbie um, as a symbol and a role model to my clothing line and to who I am and really just all of what she stands for because she's all about living in her truth. And Barbie can wear all pink if she feels like it and still be vice president or a homemaker or a beekeeper or all of the above in one woman. And I don't believe there's really any other doll that has ever set that that standard or that mold, like that you can just be whomever you want to be. And no one gets to decide for us. Like we decide who we are and who we want to be. And so I think that there's just no better message for women and girls just to live in your authentic truth and decide who you want to be and how far you want to go. And no one else can do that for you. And I guess that's why I gravitate towards Barbie. And I just love her so much. I love it. I mean, again, goosebumps, please. (laughs) goosebumps. Um, You know, just listening to what you're saying, you know, you're saying all the things, you know, pink is the color of self-love and it is. And I love that you, that you know that. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, something that I say often, change your perspective and you will change your world. And to me, that's exactly what you did. You, you changed your perspective and you changed your whole world. And I'm happy that you brought Barbie with you because I'm actually currently wearing one of your bows, obviously. (laughs) So I love that so um, much. I, I wear them all the time and, and just, it, yes, it's a reminder of Barbie, but it's also, you know, I love supporting other female entrepreneurs and I, I love that you are living your truth and that you are 
100% being your authentic self. So that's, I love it. And, you know, as a fashion designer, I mean, the fashion industry, it's competitive. I mean, I know this being in fashion PR, you know this in your world. And I know that you faced your own challenges being a female specifically in the industry. So I would love if there's anything that you might share um, of any trials that you faced or any anything that's been tough for you. Like what has been tough for you as, you know, as the original mold breaker in the industry? I think because I don't look like a typical woman in fashion um, or even as a designer or someone who would be in the circles or events that I have been in, um, like I have crooked teeth and I'm a little bit chunky and I have far from perfect skin and like the list just goes on. And because of my appearance, I've had other women and especially men, I think more so men than women, ironically, in the fashion world who have treated me like I'm less than them. And they do not even bother to try to even look and see who I am and all that I have accomplished. They, the first thing they see is appearance. And I'm not saying I look unkept because I take pride in, you know, um, self-care. And, but, you know, there are things that I will never be able to achieve, you know, with my appearance. And I love what I look like and who I am, but others are very judgmental. And so sometimes People fail to see what all I have accomplished in my career and even in the short period of time. And I think because of that, um, there are, there are, you know, men and women who, and I say this not to bash the opposite sex, but a lot of times it's the men who have treated me as though not only am I less than them, but I'm also stupid. And like, I don't know what I'm speaking about. Um, and it, there's a lot of times that, opportunities that they could offer me will be given to other designers who these men know their husbands or um, they know, um, you know, the people that that grew up with them or that are in their social circle. And because of that, I've had opportunities that I felt like I could have that were that, that I feel like I had earned um, rightfully so and that were given to other people just based on who they are, where they came from, and who they know, instead of on, you know, their design and their work. And um, not to bash on other designers' work or anything, but to me, designing and fashion is my art. And I take pride in creating original um, patterns and designs and really just breaking the mold even of what clothing looks like to me uh, when there, you know, some of these opportunities have been given to um, designers who have designed just your stereotypical outfit that was trending at the moment that looks like every other design. And so I think that's definitely one of the biggest, um, you know, hardship in this competitive fashion world is just not having the upbringing. And because of that, opportunities passing and giving being given to other people. Well, I mean, I, I have to say, even with, let's say, the odds being against you from the beginning, you were, you were climbing to the top. <laughs> I mean, you are, you are overcoming every challenge, every obstacle. It's funny. My, my husband says to me often, you know, if, if we're, you know, it, let's say I'm speaking with someone that might 
be speaking to me like I might not be a smart blonde. He, he'll look at me and say, baby, listen, just fly under the radar, babe. Just fly under the radar. That's okay. Let them, let them think you're not smart. They'll, they'll see. <laughs> and that's, and, and I know that you can relate to that completely. And so how, I mean, how are you, you know, staying focused and overcoming these, these challenges, um, to really just be the boss doll that you are today? I meditate a lot. Uh, <laughs> that is one. Um, but I do take pride in um, treating others how I want to be treated. So even if people are treating me in a not so nice way, um, I I don't want to treat them in the same manner back because, you know, I, I highly believe in law of attraction and what you put out is what you're going to get back. And so I don't want more of that to come back into my life. So I'm really thoughtful about how I respond and react to other people and really just making sure that in everything I do, I respond and react with love. And even even if, you know, some people may not think that they deserve that or not, I feel like it's it's they just I I don't let people get that reaction from me. I just I keep focusing on me and my truth and I know what I'm about and, and I'm okay if some people don't see that because it's it's their issue, not mine. I, I love that. Staying focused is so important. You know, there are so many, especially female entrepreneurs that are looking to, let's say their competition or looking to others to try to one, see what they're doing, copy it, whatever, but try it. And that can get you down. But when you 100% stay focused on you and your worth and your art, I mean, you're unstoppable. I, and that's, that, that is the, truth especially for you and and especially when you know there's that stereotype right that a pink girly brand means that you cannot have success how do you feel about that stereotype well i think my business motto kind of says it all about how i feel about stereotypes and prejudgments um and it's actually the first thing on my website too. Um, it's a personal definition that I really took some time to reflect. And it took me a few weeks to really uh, write down and articulate the exact words and feelings I have towards stereotypes. Um, and also making that part of my motto in my name. Um, uh, so on my website, it states, um, mold breaker, which is a boldly original person who defies stereotypes statistics and prejudgments. So really, like, like you just said, as long as you're living in your truth, you don't have to worry about what other people think about you because they're not living in your truth. Only you can live in your truth. So whatever people may perceive you who you should or shouldn't be, it's not your issue. It's, it's really their issue. And, um, I also learned a long time ago, which really helped me in my mindset continue to stay focused. Um, cause sometimes it, it is hard when you have negative coming your way, but I learned that any type of negative energy or words coming from someone else is never a reflection of me, but rather just a reflection of that person and their insecurities and their own guilt. So if someone thinks that I should look a certain way or act a certain way, that is their own insecurity and it has nothing to do with me. And that insecurity is a personal journey of their own to overcome. And it's not mine to even engage with or try to take on. Um, so it's kind of, it helps me to 
you know, break off that negative energy from penetrating inside of me and affecting me in any any way with their stereotype or judgments. You're exactly right. And, and this unfortunately happens a lot um, t- to me and I know to you. And I have done the same thing, especially lately, just saying, you know what? This is not about, you know, this is not about me. I have not done anything wrong. I'm going to, you know, move forward with love and just, you know, continue forward. And, and I love that um, about you. And, you know, your your Instagram handle being original mold breaker. I mean, right there, that says <laughs> a lot about, you know, who you are. And I just love that you are not willing to conform to the mold. And you are actively working to break through to be the boss doll of your dreams, no one else's dreams, your dreams. So what would you say your biggest piece of advice to other boss dolls looking to bring their own dream brand to life? What what could you tell them to maybe encourage them to live their dream life? I have been asked this question so many times, and I feel like I have given more of a business standpoint um, answer until recently when I really just started really diving into really my self-love and really my inside. And so I would say that the biggest piece of advice is that's really just transform and change me and my brand and personal life and everything is figure out and define um, your own personal legacy and the legacy you want to leave behind. And it has nothing to do with the materialistic aspect of life, um, but more so like, what do you want people to say about you when you are no longer here? And personally, like my whole life journey um, from my personal life to my career has always been about love and happiness. And it's literally in all that I do. I say how I feel about myself, how I react, personal life, friendships, work, everything. And so everything that I do, I make sure that it brings me love and happiness and makes me feel love and happiness um, because I'm li- I want to live in my legacy now. And once you are able to define your personal legacy and the life that you want to live, then your whole being and your whole life, everything just changes so dramatically and you become unstoppable and like stereotypes no longer bother you. You no longer have competition because no other person can live in your legacy but you. And you just become limitless and not defined by anyone. Um, You're only defined by yourself and the legacy you set for, for your life. And you truly start living in your truth. And really, there is no better joy or happiness or beauty in living in your own truth. So I would say figure out and define your own personal legacy and start living in it now. Wow. Okay. That that's amazing. You're, and I, I even wrote this down. I want to live in my legacy now. I just, I love the way that you, that you said that. I mean, so, so boldly. And I, you know, my mission, you know, yes, at Posh PR, but also my, you know, my life mission. I mean, I, I want to help, you know, female entrepreneurs live the life they've always dreamed of living. And while I am helping them live their dream life, I'm living my dream life. And so I, 
I can relate to that because I truly feel like I'm living in my legacy now and I've I've never thought of it like that. And that is that's huge. I think that's really really incredible um, advice and also it says okay, think about where you want to go. Picture that that place, that thing, whatever that looks like and reverse engineer how to get there by starting now and and working now. And I I love that. Um, So what would you say is next for the Parker Parker brand? There is a lot. Um, I definitely want to incorporate more humanitarian work in with my fashion career. Um, So a lot of, you know, like even Empowered Barbie, um, there's going to be other aspects of it that I want to integrate into all the collections that I design where, you know, there's a like empowered Barbie will is more about, you know, helping and empowering your other, your other Barbie gang members. And so eventually there will be a portion of my website that X amount of proceeds from each sale will be going into um, an account that will be, you know, given to, you know, charities and fundraisers and stuff that help women succeed in their careers. And um, I may do like a faux fur collection where proceeds will go to, you know, animal rescue. And I really just want to incorporate that helping others and helping this planet because that's also so big for me. So it's all, it's all in the works. It's all in getting written into the business plan and, and, funds and, you know, designing the background of it all with the website and accounting and all that. So that is the direction that Parker Parker, the brand is going in is incorporating more humanitarian work and fundraising and really just being the change in my community and everyone around me. So that's amazing. Yeah. Uh now please do the faux fur collection. I will be your number one customer. <laughs> I love faux fur. Oh my God, me too. My favorite thing is the second it gets a little bit cold, I'm like, oh, I'm going to wear my fur today. Even if I have to turn the air condition up because I'm sweating in my fur, I'm going to be in my fur. <laughs> I know that's right. I mean, I have full oh, fur no. that gets draped over my bed every day. So <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, okay. So my last question, and it might it might be a little bit silly, but I actually just thought of this. If Barbie was here on this podcast today, what would you want to ask her? Please. Um, hmm. I would definitely want to ask her, is pink your favorite color and why? I need to know. I need, I just need to know right now. <laughs> I love that. I think that's perfect. I want to know too. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, Parker, Parker, you are a real life doll. 100%. Like you are, you are incredible. You are such a leader in your industry. You are such a powerful woman. And I just, I respect you so much. And I'm so honored to have you on my podcast. So where can our listeners follow along with you? On Instagram, it's Original Mold Breaker or my website, uh, themoldbreaker.com. And I should have more platforms, but that's all I'm doing now. And <laughs> so those are the, t- the two mains. Oh, no, that's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
Isn't she amazing, dolls? I just loved hearing more from this pink loving boss doll. As we wrap up today's episode, I want to remind you of a few things. Now is the time to break down the stereotypes about women in business. You can be the glam girl, the punk rock girl, the nature loving girl, as long as who you are being is authentic and true to you. I always say that when you stay true to yourself, you have no competition. And I truly believe this, zero competition. That's because there's no one else in this whole world who can be you. You will face negative comments, that's inevitable. But it's how you respond to these types of comments that makes a difference. Trust me, I've gotten my fair share of negativity thrown my way. But at the end of the day, I have decided that those negative things won't get me down. In fact, they'll be my fuel, my fuel to keep going and to press on. I want you to always embrace your true self, no matter what anyone says. Be the Barbie boss you've always wanted to be. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I cannot wait for all the things to come.